Hawker, party of two. Um. So, so this whole like the whole time, Armand is um. We know Furious. that <laughs> we know that he is leaving. He is um being stationed in Bahrain. So we know that he's leaving in around July-ish of 2016. Yeah. And and when when the people in the docu series talk like um Ashley and Courtney in the docu series both both their marriages failed and a very large part of their marriages failing was LuLaRoe. That is actually rippled all through that community of consultants Mm -hmm. a lot of people's marriages collapsed because of LuLaRoe um ours not in the moment I definitely didn't think about it but looking back ours was impacted by that in the six months leading up to Armand leaving I was so focused on building my LuLaRoe business, attending all these LuLaRoe events, like doing all these things that I sacrificed time that I should have been spending with my husband Mm. before he left. And at that time we had no idea when he would come back, but it could be up to four years and he would be going to places where we couldn't go. Yeah. So we knew that we were facing potentially four years apart, but I was like so deep in this. And some of us understand that I, that I totally sacrificed that time and yeah. I justified it in it's the starting of any business. You have to put yourself in 24 yeah, seven, but looking back at that, that's the part that was understandable. It's like, well, yeah. And, uh, we don't do it so much now, but there were times where you would, you would just be up all day, all night. And uh, I get it. But I was even thinking like, go to, go to sleep, dude. Like oh, it, yeah, the I work will sleep. be there. I didn't sleep. Yeah. The work will be there, there was, man. There was so Eat dinner with it, us. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? it was it in the beginning, the systems that they had set up, um, the point of sale systems and the way that we we ran things it like you would do a sale. Um, this is even before live sales. You would do an album sale and people oh, would be commenting so over and over and over again. And I'd literally have a spiral notebook with people's names in it, with what they claimed. And then they would claim something else. And my notifications would be messed like it was so cumbersome mm-hmm. that it would take me until two, three, four o'clock in the morning to just get through all of the claims to turn around an invoice. And like it was so, so and this was all labor intensive. And this is all manual. All this of was before it. You it was found all a company to help out and all, or whatever the thing is you do now. So this was and I and that's the thing, man. I understood it. It's a startup kind of. So you have to be you, you have to be the one that sells it, markets it. You have to do everything until you get enough money or enough time to where you understand it, and you can hire somebody and explain it. But, but it they didn't just, want us to sell online at all, dude. It was the and this is the part. I wish you would have said this an hour and a half ago. This is the part of the whole uh, what did you call it uh, business plan that I didn't care for. Cause I, me not knowing anything, and I think before I had a podcast, because I anyway I got a website, but I was thinking, oh okay, they want you to only sell on Facebook or whatever. They wanted you to sell it their way. I thought, well, why don't you just go get a website? Yeah, he would push an e-commerce site, but she specifically like, says well, you're not allowed to have. Because like, at so- least at least in the e-commerce site with the I keep bringing up mine because it's only experience with my site, you can set up an e-commerce shop. And it organizes a lot of stuff. You still have to get the order, pull the order, mail it. But the way it seemed like they were doing it on Facebook, it seemed to be all through comments and messenger. 
and that just that stuff stacks. If you at least get a website with the most basic setup, not even a spot of Shopify. If if you say you have ten shirts, they go they in and have get two extra now, larges. But in the beginning, well, yeah, but that's why I didn't care for it. I was but, like, they're they're. But what, what they did not want to happen, they did not want it to be online. They wanted you to pack up your entire inventory and mm-hmm. go to somebody's house, Would set it up, to be? and sell it. Huh? Would your name have to be? Oh, Armand's wife. What are you talking about? What? I don't know. What was my name? It had to be Lularoe with. Oh yeah, you so had to have. Don't have a name like Lisa. Because it's taken. Oh, yeah. Even that yeah, part, I was thinking, why not just call it Lula Well, no, Rowe it was supposed to be your, your first shop. name, last name. But the only reason that I didn't have to have my last name is because you were military. Anyone that was um, married Ooh. to a police officer or a military member did not have to have the last name for identifying purposes so no one could track us down. And now we have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everything's out there now. Yeah. Um, so it was really, really it was very labor intensive and and they they push um i don't remember exactly we used to have to we had to memorize this stupid mission statement to get stuff for free (gasps) if it's not a cult (laughs) i don't know what it is i am um, it's a cult dude I don't remember the full mission statement, but it was uh, the strengthen lives, promote family, like something of that nature. No, say it. No, I don't. I really don't know it. Say it. You can Google it and I will read it. Um, That's it. So their mission statement was all a facade because on the back end, they would. Oh, my God. We would go to these leadership trainings or just trainings in general. And Deanne would stand up on the stage and she would say, it's okay to give your kids cereal for dinner. Hire out somebody to do all of the things that you don't want to do or can't do. So you can just run your business. Have somebody come over and do your dishes. Have somebody come over in your laundry. Have somebody come get your kids ready for school. Have somebody come do this. Like she would sit up there and preach. Hire out your mm. family so you can focus on LuLaRoe and just do LuLaRoe. And it's okay. It doesn't make you a bad mom. I got it, dude. And so they would like preach that over and over again. And then she would, oh my God. The, the first time she said this on several occasions and in the docuseries, Tiffany says that she was referring to praying. And maybe in that exact moment, I mean, I remember them. In that exact moment, maybe she was trying to allude to that, but she definitely alluded to, not even alluded, she just flat out said to give your man sexual favors to get him to do what you want him to do. Play the dumb woman, the weak woman, ask him to get your boxes and do this stuff for you. And if you just act like the weak, dumb woman and you get on your knees five minutes a day, he'll do anything for you. And I'm like, um, it's not his business, but what they wanted to do was they wanted to market to all of these women that they thought that they could take advantage of and, and, um, kind of really suck in. Oh yeah. Dancer. Suck it. They met him on the first cruise and just brought him in. Um, they wanted to just suck them in, but then they wanted you to hand your business over to your husband, your husband to quit his job. He would run the whole business and you would just be the pretty face. 
And that's what they would want you to do. And a lot of people did do that. Like the husbands would take over all of the back end administrative business part of it. And the girls would just be the pretty face because she really didn't feel confident that women could run their own business. Like it was a man's thing. Mm-hmm. And um, very religious. Oh, I think that's oh where my a lot God. of it came well, they, from. Yeah, they're very. It was a line with they, all that. They very, they very much follow the the Mormon culture and and push that and try to push us all into that and it was, it was it was sick, um. Dude, this but could, she this could be us again, babe. No things. So she, while again while you're in it, you don't see these things happening. Like you don't see any of this unfolding. And after you've been out for a while, and you have to be out for a while because. Almost everybody I know, when they leave, they go through a, a a real emotional journey to get to the other side. Like, it's not just, I'm done, wash my hands, I'm out. Like, it's it's an emotional journey. And you have to really unpack some things that happen to you along the way. And, like, for me personally, I had to unpack things that I allowed to happen in my life that I said I would never allow. And I had to unpack the fact that I was a part of something that I was not morally and ethically aligned with longer than I wanted to be. Um, so they really do um, focus on stripping you down so much and making you so dependent that you don't have a choice but to stay with them, regardless of what's happening. So that, looking back, her, I mean, they she does believe that the men men are superior to women but looking back they their primary focus was to make LuLaRoe the only household income so that you could not leave LuLaRoe mm-hmm. because they they knew before before the trickle effect even hit us they already knew like remember in March of 2016 all those clothes are stored outside we're up here in 2017 now those clothes are starting to be sent to us consultants and we are opening packages that are wet, that have rat poop in them, that have mold in them, that are absolutely destroyed. There's no way you could sell these to anybody and they are refusing to take them back. They're refusing to give you your money back. They're refusing to take any accountability was, for anything uh, that's going on with this stuff. They're, they're, they're telling us this isn't really happening. What you're seeing isn't really happening. It must have happened on your end. Like there was so much gaslighting going on. And after and through it all, they would just say, you just have to trust us. We're going to make everything perfect. Like you just have to trust us. So they already knew all this stuff was coming. Totally so they smart. wanted to make you so incredibly dependent on them that when all this shit hit the fan, you didn't have a choice but to stay. And so in 2017, we had, oh my God, the, the worst, the worst thing, like Mark is, he is a horrible person. He's misogynistic. He is just degrading. He is just a very nasty person. Like we would, um, we would talk to them about, about getting the same prints over and over again and not getting new stuff. And that's because they stopped their production. Um, they had a cap on production. So they started mass producing things. And so we would talk to him about that. And one time he said, um, your, 
your inventory is not stale. Your customers are stale and you're stale. And, and he would, he would talk down to us. He would tell us, um, if our business wasn't doing well, it's because we weren't working hard enough. Um, that it, everything was always our fault, everything. And he would just talk in a way like just so <coughs> degrading. I wish I had some of these conversations still because they were, they were disgusting, but he would absolutely talk down to us. Like we were pieces of shit. And if you would speak up, you would be silenced. And if you still tried to speak up despite being silenced, then you were just terminated. You were kicked out. You could not voice any opinion that could be perceived as a negative opinion. If you did, your comments were deleted from the Facebook groups. You were just like totally glanced over. And then, then you were talked about in such a bad way that they would paint the story that you were just this horrible person and then they could, yeah, they would, that they would mass discredit you. They would have these private phone calls about messaging and then that would come out in the masses down from the mentors to the coaches down. And it was just, they would control all of the messaging in such a negative way that LuLaRoe always looked like the good guy. Mm-hmm. But we would talk, like people would get together and talk and be like, yo, I know this is really going on. Like there was favoritism. Um, let me see here. There was favoritisms going on where like there was a, they called it the beta group. God, I wish they would have touched on this in the docu-series. There was so, we can do it. there was so much stuff that they left hey, out. I really want Amber to come do this because. Comment down below and we'll do the whole, whatever they're, that would, we I would love, I would love for Amber to come and do a Q&A because Why what not? I don't remember, I don't know if she's comfortable this with it, but, would, this, oh, I, but I, she's, I know Amber's she would do this. feisty. I know she would do this. Uh, girl, she would do <laughs> Girl. Every time, dude. Girl, so, um, I know. God, oh, here it is. Shoot, what was I talking about? What was I just talking about? I wasn't paying attention. You were talking about... Uh, you just put looking something down there. I know. I looked to make sure I was on my list and following through. But I lost it. I lost my whole train of thought. Biscuits dude, chicken, dude, I know. What were we talking about? Maybe the way Mark and Deanne talk to us. Mark and Deanne will talk down to you, make a LuLaRoe look like the uh the the good guys in the comments and all this stuff. And then ooh, I don't know. Crap, I real I really lost it. It's gone. Yeah, because we we so talked we're in, about the So church. we're in town in twenty seventeen with all the damages. Oh, oh, the biggest thing that happened in twenty seventeen. The shipping is, of the bad stuff? Well, the shipping of the bad stuff. Oh, that's what I was going to say is the yes. the most disgusting thing that ever happened. So 2017 was a super pivotal moment in the LuLaRoe world, like mm-hmm. not for the good. Um, LuLaRoe started sending out massively defective items. They or they just wouldn't send you your items at all. They'd send you these partial boxes. God, I would get a giant box with one item in it. And maybe it was like a $2,000 order and LuLaRoe would just keep my money. And they would send me a I Oh, gosh, that was me. huh? Yeah. They would send me an IOU slip and baby, nobody baby. tracked those slips. It was up to you to track those slips. So if you didn't keep that little slip and write down what you were missing, there was no record of it. And um, so you had the damages, the missing items, the just the the prints at that time were hideous and they took um oh the beta group was really what i was talking about they they took the leggings oh my gosh the leggings were horrible 
the leggings started to have pinholes in them. And at first they said, well, that batch was stored in a wooden crate and in slivers poked the leggings and that's why they have holes in them. It's not going to happen again. And then, um, then they blamed it on the manufacturer. I think for some of them, like they had all kinds of fingers to point at everyone, but themselves mm-hmm. to include us. And then the, the most, revolting one Mark says if they're ripping they're too big for them they need to size up and I'm thinking dude there are small for them. the women are too big for ah. the leggings they need to size up so yeah. I'm like you're so what you're saying is if your clothes are defective and they have a, a hole in them mm-hmm. I'm supposed to tell my customer you're too fat size up try the upside and in my mind I'm thinking dude I have I have women that are like a size four mm-hmm. putting on a pair that's supposed to go up to a size 12 and it's happening it has nothing to do with the women's size right. these leggings before you could stretch them to the max and they still were fine something happened with production and and they would they would tell us that that we were supposed to tell our customers that and I'm thinking anyone in their right mind we are all women and if you think you can go and tell another woman the reason that item ripped is because you picked the wrong size you need to size up and you think that's going to go over well you're crazy but they did people did it people told their customers that and I'm like that is the rudest freaking thing how they kept customers I have no idea um So also in 2017, there was a beta group created and it was of these, it was a mentor and some really high up sellers. Um, They would get special prints, like they would get the prints that was referred to as unicorns. And then they would get, they would get money from LuLaRoe to run Facebook ads. So LuLaRoe would pay for the marketing. They would take pictures And then they would turn around and they would post those pictures and all of the team pages and say, look what's on the line right now. Order, order, order. And none of it was on the line ever. Like nobody ever saw those items. The select few people that got that preferential treatment, you would see those consultants have them, but no one else. So it was almost like they were being special made just for that. I don't know the full like ins and outs of that, but it was definitely happening. And then, um, And then in 2017 was the creation of the defective Facebook group. I don't remember what the original was called. It was like def- defective LuLaRoe rips li- something torn. I don't know. But mm-hmm. the um, the girl back in the doc. Well, you didn't watch the whole thing. The girl back in the docuseries. I just watched the other one on, from Vice. Oh, Vice. Yeah, one a few years ago. So the girl back out in the docuseries, like... <laughs> kudos to her I don't know who in their right mind would want to spend as much time as she did but she really dived into everything she found she found all of their um their little what do you call them all the LLCs that all their uh subsidiaries no, like they they created all these LLCs to hide money in out away from great idea we should start she found all these little shell companies for like i don't know if that's really what it called but she found all these little other companies and she found all these old lawsuits and she found like old men when i tell you this group went hardcore they unpacked 
everything about Mark and Deanne and all their shady business. Mm. And so Defective first started coming up. And of course, I'm still in it. It's still all good. I'm still loving it. Yay, LuLaRoe. So they start talking about it at home office and on our training calls. Like, um, don't go into defective. It's all lies. This is just angry people. They, they're jealous. Like, everything that they could come up with to deter us from going into defective. But I was like, shit, I want to know what's going on over there. The more you tell me not to go there, the more I want to go there. But if you were caught in there... You would be banned from all of the team pages. You would be blocked from so many things that you would get advantages from being in. Not advantages, but you get information from being in. So you couldn't be in there. And they had spies in there. And then they had one of the sons join or one of the the son-in-law, Justin Lyon, joined. And so they had different people join just to monitor um, defective. So I just joined with Cutter's account. And monitored it all through my son's account. Like, mm-hmm. well, well, I'm not going to get in trouble, but I need to see all this tea. Because I'm thinking, when people band together, yes, there can become a mob mentality. And you can take on other people's feelings and it can escalate and all that stuff. But every single mob generated from a factual thing that happened, no matter how out of control it can get, it doesn't deter from the fact that something Something actually happened to start that. So my mindset was, I want to really know what's going on. This is going to impact me. It's going to affect my business. It's going to affect my customers. It's going to affect my customer service. It is going to have a huge impact on me. So I'm going to gather all the information I can. Plus, there's a whole lot of tea and I'm nosy. So I'm going to be in there. So I joined and would watch everything. And they, Defective, I think, did a really good job of opening the door for a lot of consultants to be able to finally see behind the real curtain and to finally be able to see the manipulation and the mental freaking abuse between the brainwashing and the gaslighting and all the things that were going on. And it also allowed what they called the little fish to a place to go to really start talking about the negative experiences with LuLaRoe because by that time, I was, um, I don't remember, I think top 100 came out the next year. At that time, I was in the top percentage of the company. So um, like the top top 5%, I think. So I was successful with LuLaRoe and I didn't experience a lot of the things, the more negative things that people experienced. Like I saw the the manipulation, like I saw those kind of things, but I didn't have the same negative impacts on my personal life as a lot of other people did. So through Defective, a lot of those people now had a platform to voice what happened to them. So you really got to start seeing a whole nother side of it. And so you got to see the manipulation across the board, not just through your upline, but like across the board. And it was very, very consistent. So it really started to open people's eyes. And LuLaRoe was so against it. Like you cannot be in there whatsoever. Like it was a big no-no. But defective, I would say, is is a very key part in where everything is now and the people that have gotten now and And it's a really great resource for people who leave that are going through that emotional journey. Like when I left, I spent a lot of time in there. I finally had to just leave, walk away because it, it just, it had got to the point where I just need to let it go. 
Um, but the effective was a really, really great tool. And that happened in 2017 as well. And so whole, all of 2017 through 2018, like things are just falling apart. It's not fun anymore. I'm just like, I feel depressed all the time. I don't love what I'm doing anymore. Like I had found some fulfillment that I've never found anywhere else in my life. And that was helping women find their confidence again. Super backstory. Um, I... I spent 12 years in emotionally abusive relationships with men because of self-esteem and confidence issues. And it took me a really long time to find myself, to love myself and become confident. But after being on the other side, I had a strong passion to help other people do that. So through this platform, I was able to help restore some confidence, even if it was just in the way that they looked or felt in clothes. And that felt so good. I was able to find people that otherwise couldn't get an outfit that may be more expensive and gift it to them. And I was really able to tap into my love language and do some things that I wanted to do. So that was super, super fulfilling. But after the whole mess of 2017 and 2018, like that was gone. I didn't like it. I was so completely over it. I, I went to a training one time and, um, Deanne was there. It was a super small training that was local here in Maryland. And they had certain people stand up front and say, I think it was all trainers stand up front and say something about the business, like to, to encourage other people. And I told people, um, because this was my experience that it is a short term sacrifice for a long term gain. So you're going to have to sacrifice up front to get your, your business going. You're going to have to pedal uphill. And if at any point in time you stop pedaling your bike up the hill, you're going to stall or you're going to roll backwards. So even when you're super tired and everything is too much, you have to keep pedaling or you're never going to crest the top of the hill. But once you get to the top of the hill, you can coast down. So all that hard work that you did on the way up, you can kind of just coast and keep it going just keep the moment and just pedal here and there to keep yourself going. And so I had talked about that and, um, Deanne, that really stuck out to Deanne and she, she wanted to know who I was after that. And so she started to call me into these meetings when we would go to places and (laughs) this woman was so out of it. Like she knew who I was but didn't really know who I was. Like she could look at me and say, oh, that's Desiree. She was hot. And yeah, dude, she was loony bins. She could look at me and she could say that's Desiree and and remember that there was something significant about me, but she didn't know anything about me. I remember one time we went, we got to go, um, if you got like this personal invite, like you were elite. Everybody it wanted it. It was a cult. That's I know. I, didn't, and I think it, it has something to do with me not being not following sports and thinking that famous people are famous. I mean, I've been around, not been around, but I've met famous people since I was like 17. So um, they are popular and, uh, but I'm just like, okay, hey, that's, uh, I don't know. Who did I meet? Somebody that was a TV show host, Joe Claire. Like, oh, hey, Joe, Joe, Joe Claire. What's up, man? It was never a thing. So then when I see you, like, and all of y'all, like, oh my God. Deanne with her dilated pupils said hello. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. First of all, she's mm, high as a kite. And secondly, 
she seemed even when she was on the was on the stage at the convention she seemed very uh floaty if that's a term to ex- to describe how she spoke very much the women oh she's very, very animated yeah she's a character just like she's the not... voice just not the animation yeah but it, no, but it seemed if, empty. It all seemed empty. It was never. It never seemed like you know. If she cried, it would seem like it'd be scripted. Like, ugh, get out of here. I would Don't love get to get a hold of the um, the deposition tapes that they used in the docu series for mm. the Washington, the um, the <clears throat> the Washington um, lawsuit. I would love to get a hold of that because I imagine I have never seen that woman that way amber and i were talking about it and she's like wow like it she seems out of it and i said no she seems sober Mm -hmm. if she was a sober woman i imagine that's the way that she would act like she was just evil and a a bitch like she i was like i just i think she's sober i think she knitted with her hands bleeding. Man, no, she didn't. She stole the stuff from her sister, man. That? When it all Dresses. comes down to it, it was her sister. She, that woman would take anything from anyone. Any, dude. Anything. They start out the docu series. This is the new. In the one. very yes, okay. talking about how their children got married, but it's okay because they adopted both of them. They're not blood related. Like it's uh, technically, it is. Yeah. But why would you? I don't know. I would. I don't know. You know what we should? It's do. so weird. You know what we should do? And I'm going to keep bringing up the fact that we might have to wrap this up. We should do a uh, a viewing of it. Not me and you, I think. We could, but you and Amber could just like watch we 10. We already did. No, just watch 10 minutes of it and oh, record and it like it. this to the, to the whatever, to the people. Because they can. I don't want. So, yes, that would be great for listeners and entertainment and all that stuff. But I. I want to release my experience on LuLaRoe and yeah. I want to be done. I don't want to. But it would no, be. I don't. It would give the people the detail that you're giving them now. And I think we were, we were talking about it before I interrupted you and then you forgot what you were saying. The part where they just skipped over the uh, the mildew and the, all that stuff in the documentary that you, the newest one that you watched, you and um, Amber could speak to that like and like, like i said if you watch 10 minutes of the document just pick 10 and then you guys can kind of talk through it to all and you can pause it and then speak to that that way that segment would and not now we're just brainstorming that way that segment wouldn't be seven hours but it would be a part that you guys really touched with and then that would be it i'm not saying you should watch the whole thing but i'm sure if you both watched it you both were like whoa 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 they didn't say anything about but that. But you've never been in any type of abusive relationship. And if you were a LuLaRoe consultant and uh-huh. you and you did well, even so they call us the big fish or the little fish. So the mm-hmm. big fish were all of us that were really top sellers and the little fish was kind of everybody else. Most of the little fish um, didn't experience the same kind of stuff that the top fish did. Right. But we all were involved with the same abuser and in a relationship with abusive people. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever been in a relationship, if you've ever been in an abusive relationship of any time or, or been stuck in like a toxic environment, mm-hmm. once you get out, 
there's a process of healing that you have to go through and you go through lots of emotions and you have to process all those emotions and eventually you come out on the other side. I'm there now. And when we go back to all of this and unpack it, like I started this, this little segment out with my name is Desiree Hawker. I'm a former LuLaRoe consultant. Mm -hmm. That's shameful. When I say that's shameful, that's truly shameful. I don't openly tell people that. Yeah. I don't want people to know that I was associated with that company. And the more and more stuff that gets unpacked about that company and the more that people can see the behind the curtains, mm-hmm. I just don't I don't want people to look at me and their perception be that I am the same as them. Right. And so my association with that company brings shame and it's just that is not the kind of person that I am or want to be. Right. So I don't want to dwell on this. I I agree from from um from an entertainment value and from episodes and mm-hmm. even from a comedic like yes, it would be kind of fun to do that mm-hmm. um with Amber just because there's so many memories and all that, but with those memories come emotions and mm-hmm. baggage and things that you you just got packed away. So yeah. you don't want to unpack them. You don't want to relive them and and dwell on them much. I I feel like uh, this is um, maybe therapeutic, like to finally to finally get it all out there, to have your say and get your final closure and all that. Right. And for for anyone that's still in my group and shops with me now, that shopped with me with Lularoe. I didn't really give much of an explanation of why I left. I just left and yeah. I try to keep it really, really pers- or uh, really, really positive mm-hmm. and, um, and not really, not really, uh, what I really didn't want to do <clears throat> is damage my friends that were still in on the way out. And I still don't want to do that to anybody that is still in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also was terrified that I would get in trouble. I mean, they, they told us we'd have to sign NDAs and then we'd yeah. have to sign non-competes. And like, they told us all these things and they told us if you ever spoke badly about Lula, like it was all in a contract that you signed that you were never yeah. allowed to say anything negative about the company or you, they filed a lawsuit. So there's like, like all of that stuff. Yeah. I like to think the people that still shot with you that, uh, cause I remember when you did the big changeover, you had 37,000 people in one group. And you did threads by Q and you had seven and you were like, Oh, well, it's man. the same group, but no, I, I did. A, a oh one. no. I you had a, not change it or something. Um, I can't change the URL, but it still yeah. says LuLaRoe Desiree Hawker. That's why I always use tiny URLs. Right. Um, but I, I thought that, uh, I thought that when you switched, you're not, a, you're not allowed to No. Well, yeah. I thought that when you switched, it was, it was it, with, with that big wave of the, the bad leggings and the a lot of stuff was coming out and also not necessarily right but also you kind of outgrew LuLaRoe you were being held by LuLaRoe not openly because well, you were still selling and doing well all at that the stuff. end yeah at the end a lot and of us were like well I'll just start my own thing a lot of us didn't have a choice but to leave because nothing was ever in stock like they got into a huge lawsuit yeah and that's with what the, I mean. with the manufacturer and they stiffed them for 50 million dollars mm-hmm. and so they did not have any they 
they showed up at the um the markets that I go to now. Mm. They were there with a couple of their top mentors sourcing clothes. Like they mm. had nothing, mm. absolutely nothing. Yeah. To sell us for us to continue a business with. Right, and that's what I was saying. The people that are with you now still from Lularoe, I think that they may have seen that also like well because it was in the news i've never seen an mlm um, in the news there was around five thousand people that left my group yeah but lula roe was on morning with kathy and i was like oh yeah it was big during the defective part yeah yeah, there was like all about that all kinds of stuff and then seeing you you know that they would do um to combat the negative press, yeah, they would. They would want us press releases. They would want us to film little clips, like positive press clips, and send to them. Like they, uh, they solicited things, and uh, they thought that they could push way more positive yeah. that it it would get rid of the negative. But I'm thinking, you know, people always say, I don't know, somebody along the lines, probably some psychiatrist or something, but you have to give your child like a thousand attaboys to turn around one negative thing that you say to them. Yeah, and I'm thinking, yeah. dude, there's the only thing. Little Rogue could have saved it all. They could no, have yeah. saved it all. They could have. If they weren't greedy, if they were Check. smart enough to hire outside of their family and Check. get professionals to run their business. Right. <clears throat> and in 2017, uh-huh. if they would have owned up to the fact that those defects were their fault, yeah. recalled those leggings, refunded the customers mm-hmm. and the consultants, taking a huge hit. Uh, they that, would still have been rich. that PR, that right there, the PR they would have gotten from that would have had dividends a yeah. hundred times over. Yeah. That loss that they would have had to take short term would have just profited them so mm. big. Like if they were, if they were smart business people, that's what I'm saying. They, they would have made a decision. They didn't that, hire the right. That people. they would have made a short term yeah. sacrifice for the long term goal. Like if they, they had no idea how to manage that instead of just lie and say it's not us if you hire the right marketing people and then you hire the right pr people and then you hire the right logistics folks in theory people would have saw it ahead of time why are you switching manufacturers it happens but why are you switching okay whatever you switch manufacturers but once you start getting bad credit at such a large level you have to just say no we have to write the ship Ugh. it was so you easy like my customers my you customers know? got those defective items, pick something new, I'll replace it. Yeah. And I would keep you were replacing taking, it. You were taking the hits on it. You yeah, I would keep it replacing back. it until they had something that wasn't defective. Yeah. But I would not leave that up to my customer. Is that the right? Yep. All right. Um, I would not leave that up to my customer. I'm the one that made that right. Yeah. And that's all LuLaRoe had to do. They could have saved it all. But we've skipped over a whole entire year. So there's, <clears throat> in 2018, um, in 2018, like I wanted to leave. I was almost on the way out. We're probably going to have to pause this because we have a uh, pickup happening for one of my kiddos. So I'm going to take a break. Um, we're going to edit this little spot and then spice it back together. We're going to take a second because she's going to come in. It's going to be all on here. Hello. No, I know. I just put it set a spot. Well, we can write the times. No, that's fine. I'll figure it out. Wow. Clap your hands. How's business? <laughs> I'm behind. That's why that stuff's sitting in here. Cannon. Omaha's here, baby. Were you shouting? 
I'm excited. Isn't he always? You're interrupting my games. My shows. My whatever. <laughs> Are you coming? Or should I just leave? What? He's going to get his shirt on. Uh, He's just like his dad. Uh, you can tell him what time and they're never ready. They, I thought he'd be hanging out the window. They are the same person. What What's what? Oh, this is a ring light. So we um we have a a ring light. It's just uh, a light just to light? Yeah. So Armand and I have a podcast and we're recording a podcast. <laughs> you're kidding. Uh-uh. Well, you're a modern woman. <laughs> I don't even know how to download podcasts. Yeah. It's fun. We just sit and we talk about stuff. Hey, you. What are you doing? He's doing pen and paper. Oh, Nick oh. had to have been the same way when he was a kid because he was like it as an adult. Well, I don't, I don't remember that well, but. Oh, boy. But uh, Cadence. Yeah, she loves it. Good. Loves it. She was scared to go back, but yes. once she went back, she was yes. in heaven. Yes. Oh, give me that grin. <laughs> Do you have your computer, your laptop? Yes. Okay, you need to log in and make sure Did there's no work to be done. Do you by chance have a hairbrush? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he's due for a haircut. Okay. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. Thanks. Enjoy your weekend, Cannon. Cannon, you're going to school on Monday. Two hours. Told you this is going to be one episode. Right. We should do one next week. We will. On the trip. Then we'll be a, on be the trip ahead. to New York. Well, that's the week after. All right. So 2018 rolls around. Um, and I've definitely, my thoughts about LuLaRoe has changed. When I first started, it was such a fun place to be. Like, it was such a fun place to be. The events were amazing. Just everything about it was so cool. I'd been spent 15 years working for the military, either as active duty or a contractor. Like, I finally had freedom and what I could do. I had nobody telling me what I couldn't, couldn't do. I had nobody threatened and fire me. Like, it was just such a great place. So much fun, so fulfilling. But 2017 just like shook me to the core and 2018 rolls around and I'm like, just not in it anymore. 
I feel now it, it feels like a job now. It feels like a chore. It's a place where I don't want to be. It reminds me of abusive relationships I've been in. It reminds me of toxic environments I've been in. I'm starting to feel stuck and suffocated and I don't like it. I, I, I feel personally that the quality of the clothes are going down while the prices are going up. Like there's so many things that conflicted morally for me and I really just didn't want to be there. Armand's still gone. Um, we have no idea when he's going to be back. And so I'm trying to figure out how do I move forward because I don't ever want to go back to working for the government, but I need to maintain a salary where we'll probably not be a, we need to be a dual income family. So I, I need to uphold my end of that financially for the family. So what am I going to do? So I started to actually source and think about leaving LuLaRoe and actually buy stuff in 2018. But it was after, after that final convention that I went to, um, so I think I went to the, I went to the convention right before we went to Greece to visit Armand. It's the first time we got to go see him since he was gone in summer of 2016. So we went to the convention in 2018 and it was weird. Like Normally the conventions are like real high energy, super fun, dance parties, let's go. Like everybody wants to be there. Um, But LuLaRoe had changed a lot of things. Now it wasn't an option to be there. If you didn't go to leaderships or conventions or any of their their deemed mandatory um, events, you were not allowed to get your bonus checks. Mm. Um, You you would piss off Deanne. And if you pissed off Deanne, then your life was just going to be miserable. Like you just run the risk of, of things not being okay for you. So you didn't have a choice. You had to go. And so people were forced there. And, and then they started to say, well, you couldn't get these special release items if you don't come. So if you want to be able to have these business changing, and at that time it was jeans. If you want to have jeans, you have to come. But then we find out in the process of all of this, that, LuLaRoe doesn't have any money to actually order jeans. They need us to front all the money. So we have to tell them what we want ahead of time Mm. and give them money so that they can put it into production and actually give us jeans. And I was like, yo, that's super sketch. Like they've already taken so much money from missing items. They've already, they have these, these launches where you go in and you order the seasonal items and you give them your money. And then they tell you, you're not going to get the items, but then they refuse to give your money back. They just give you a credit. credit. Yeah. Yeah. So they did just start doing all these really shady cash grabs and Mm -hmm. things to get money without giving you product. And they refuse to give the money back. They had also, they had also instituted a, um, a hundred percent buyback policy, which caused, so they, they changed the bonus structure from making money off people that were purchasing clothing from LuLaRoe to people selling. So immediately checks were cut more than 50%. And it was so clear to anyone that had any type of goggles on that we were based off of purchases, not sales, and no one selling the product. Like sell through to the end customer was super low when checks dropped that much um so like everything just started changing they did the mass exodus from the buyback program and 
they got so flooded with people that were like, look, I'm going to get out because somewhere along the line, like when I signed up, you could get out and get a hundred percent refund somewhere along the line. They changed that. And when they changed it, like, I don't even remember because at that point in time, it didn't matter to me. I, I was in it. I was successful. I was going to keep going. Like this was my life. Um, so I don't remember when it changed, but all the defects and everything, people were just like so angry. LuLaRoe finally instituted this happiness policy. Like just things just, they kept trying to like put little tiny band-aids on this giant gaping wound, but never really address like the infection in the wound. <clears throat> so we go to this convention and tons of people have left. Bonus checks are cut in, in more than half. And a lot of people that were receiving bonus checks no longer sold stuff. Like they would do the minimum sales a month. So $12,000 is the minimum sales a month that you need to get on the cruise. So they would just do that because they were expected to be on the cruise so they could uphold this image. Mm -hmm. They would just sell $12,000 a month. So, and then they would either give the rest of the clothes away or give them to their downline, like whatever they needed to do, but they would just do that minimum. They were relying on these huge checks. And remember like Deanne had like pushed people to live beyond their means, become so dependent on LuLaRoe that now all of a sudden people couldn't afford their lifestyles because their checks were cut so, so much. And then, then throughout the field, people all of a sudden started to try and teach people how to sell. And that, to me, I was just like, that's this, this should have happened from the jump. But in the jump, people were like, well, it's <laughs> people would ask Mark and Deanne for business training. And Mark and Deanne would say, it's your responsibility to learn how to run a business. We're only here to supply stuff to you. But if you if you make poor even, if you make poor business choices, that's on you. They wouldn't even throw together some uh some janky baseline training uh, uh, uh what do you call it? Just not chucky. They wouldn't even put they wouldn't put anything together for people who had no idea of uh, how to run a business. And you didn't speak on this before, but even um, marking up things, if you buy something for $2 or whatever, it costs you $5 to get it done and ready to sell in your possession. Well, what's the markup? How do you mark up? Like, no, they how did. Do you do discounts? I mean, no, they, but, it was mandatory. Um, well, no, but I'm saying they, they had whatever markup you did and then later in the in the LuLaRoe world they said no you have to sell this stuff at between 10 and 15 bucks because before people were selling oh yeah like when I very first started there was a yeah. suggested retail and we could pick where we and wanted to be and, and what had happened like so when I asked my sponsor like how do I price these things and she just said well so-and-so did it this way so I did it this way everybody kind of does it this way and that's how we all ended up at the same pricing because yeah. you're right in the beginning it was we could set the pricing within a range then Lula Rose was like nah you better sell it between 20 and 20 22 dollars like well dang man, well yeah no then they came out with map pricing and you had to, oh my god it was so bad guys and it's not you had to sell it at that price yeah. and if you didn't you were expected to turn people in yeah they rats yeah so they're they're breeding this culture of sisterhood and having each other's backs and all that stuff but they're giving everybody a knife and telling them the second that you get yeah. it stab it in their backs 
turn them in so we can terminate them and it's for the better good of the company Mm -hmm. i'm thinking i mean it got so so gross that the only people that i trusted to actually tell what was going on in my personal life was amber and sue so they were the only ones that knew that I was thinking about leaving. Like they were the only ones that I was open with. By this time, almost all of my downline is gone. There's really no one left to tell. I have a mother-daughter team that um, really fit the culture of LuLaRoe. I don't even trust them because they just remind me of all the other people. They remind me of all the other snakes in the grass. Like there was just tons of snakes in the grass. And... So I don't tell them they, they were blindsided like everybody else that I was leaving because along the line, like my sales never did, like nothing changed on paper for anyone to ever think that there was a problem or that I was going to leave on paper. It looked like I was super successful. I was still going to stay and all that stuff, but I no longer spoke to people Really the turning point with, oh gosh, there's some just, there's some just disgust that happened. I remember you stopped messing with it I and stopped. people were just Xing you. Like, man, yeah. Oh, that's when I left, left, left. Left, but left the group. Jeez. Oh, I, um, so there was a girl that I had kind of a, an up and down relationship with and we weren't talking and my sponsor despised her. Everybody spoke so poorly and would ask me, why do you hang out with this girl? And, and it was, there was so much pressure to not have anything to do with her from all of my uplines. Like mm-hmm. they did not like her and, and I was friends with her. So, so stuff happened between pressure and just stuff. I ended up not being friends with her anymore. And I just kind of started distancing myself from people that I I was previously close with. And my sponsor still, I don't know, maybe she still thought we were cool or whatnot. She, she was supposed to share a room with her sponsor at a leadership. And at the last minute, her sponsor couldn't go. So she was going to end up having to foot the whole bill for the hotel room by herself. And so she, she says, well, I'm just going to go ask this person. I'm just going to call her Sally. I'm going to go ask Sally to go and half with the room. So I don't have to pay for the whole bill. Mm. And I was like, dude, you don't even like Sally. Well, it's the right thing to do. And I thought the right, right by who? the right thing to do you. So you're going to lead Sally on. Mm-hmm. You're going to make her think that you're okay with her now. Mm-hmm. You're going to be f- fake is the F word to her face. Mm-hmm. All so you can save $250. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to try to tell me it's the right thing to do. From that moment on, I stopped messing with that girl. I never These are like people at leadership. I remember it was, Oh, we were at Disneyland that time at leadership. Mm-hmm. Amber and I walk around the corner. I was like, oh shit, there she is. And I, I yanked Amber back and I was like, don't let her see us. Dude, I don't want anything to do with her. Like let's, done. First of all, Amber, let's not 
act like she's two feet tall. You say snatched her up because Yo, you're five like ten. Five foot something. She's little. You snatched baby. her up like a, <laughs> like a, a running toddler. Put some respect. She's an adult. I do. Oh, can I tell you? Like I was dodging her like you dodge your arch nemesis in high school, man. Like mm. I don't want to be anywhere around her. Like I was just so disgusted. Mm. You sat here and you talked all this trash about this person mm-hmm. for a couple years now. And then your man tries to smooth it over because now that girl is the top seller on your team. So, you know, you should have some type of relationship with her because if she's not doing well, you're not doing well. So now let's fake the funk over here. So I just, the whole thing was so disgusting. I was like, Oh, I can't, I'm done messing with you. So I just started like Xing people out and I didn't trust anyone anymore. And then, um, oh my gosh, the worst thing happened. The worst thing Lula wrote, not, there's several worst, but at the convention of 2018, my last convention, uh, LuLaRoe announces the top 100. Again, like everything else, mm-hmm. they screw it up. They announce what the sales, the yearly sales totals were from the top and the bottom of that top 100. Right. And they also don't call a hundred names. So they call these people up. And I am in the top 100, but they don't call my name. So I'm, I'm pissed. I'm like, what the heck, man? Like I, I am further than the bottom sales. I should be up there because you're getting, you're getting presented with a custom jacket and Uh you're getting a white gold key necklace. Like you're getting these, these perks and, and look, gosh, they're so disgusting. They they did all these materialistic things that, that, that you would, you wanted, like they dangled all these little carrots in front of you that you wanted. So the first one was the trainer's watch. Everybody wanted the trainer's watch. That one was an actual gift. Mm-hmm. Then when you go on the cruise, you get to get the cruise necklace. You have to purchase it for $300, bro. It's not even worth $300. And then for every subsequent cruise, you can purchase another triangle. They're triangles, bro. Mm -hmm. You can purchase more of those. So if you, if you still watch any LuLaRoe consultants, look at their necks, yo. They will have a gold necklace with circles, squares, and triangles on it. And all of those represent something within the company. So you want those because very easily somebody can look at you and recognize your your, stature. Yeah. Yeah, Your stature. You are someone. And so they had all these shiny little things that they wanted us to go after, but you had to pay for them. You know what I didn't like? Hmm. I didn't like the fact that, and say it it may have uh, rubbed people the wrong way. And maybe, I don't know. They have convention. And they have the LuLaRoe cruise, and I don't know what else they had where they just brought in all the people that were with the company. <sighs> hey, man, why wouldn't they pay for it? And I'm not saying for everybody, but let's say they're going to go. For your reward? No, 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 no. No, let's say they're going to say, all right, the, we're going to do another, we're going to do a convention next year or whatever. Um, we need to know if you're coming. And if you're coming, you can bring one guest to push the husband-wife thing, right? And we're going to pay for the hotel or the flight or something. Because I think I asked you about that on the cruise or something. And you were like, well, yeah, the cruise is for us, but we have to fly there, 
taxi taxi to the hotel. Like we have to do all that. And that started to make me think we should just go to Carnival Cruise Line. Like what what do we Ultimately, what are we yes, getting? you could have went on your own cruise. Yeah, for what are we getting than what aside? it cost you to go on your free cruise? Because it, it, I've been on one cruise before and it seemed to be no, it, it seemed to be basic not base not the same because I think all the food and stuff was free. But everything else yeah, you pay for the flight, you pay for the cab, you check. There was no special check-in stuff. It was a well, check-in like it was in 2001. There was, yeah, there was expectations that you stay in the same hotels as them and all this stuff. So billionaires, I mean. billionaires a, why wouldn't picked they, everything and then expected you to be at their level. So we were. We were shelling out. Like, no, that's would, what I'm saying. If they did like, okay, the top 100 sellers or however they did it to make it make sense. Because if they didn't do the top 100 sellers, but they did the next 1%. Okay, because the 1% don't make a lot of money, so they can't pay. But it was just like, we're throwing a party, get here, and it's going to be amazing. All right, man, I'll spend seven grand getting to the stinking party. <laughs> but how much? Dude, are you? And if you didn't go, if you didn't spend that money, then you weren't going to get the rest of your money. Are you almost done? With what? No. The whole thing. The whole pot? No. Yeah. No. Okay. Because I want to mention something before you. Oh, Sign we're going to have like a and Well, like we'll just have a. a, a we're going to do some end. more days. No. Well, maybe. I don't know. However long this goes. We can't go too much. Like we got kids to raise that on it. We got two hours. And I ain't eight. All yet. right. you be you be fine. Easy we got reserves, bro. We both got them. All right. So I love you. I love you. It's, don't look at me that way. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> it was so messed up. And this is what I saw when I went on the cruise. And I didn't understand it at all because it made no sense. No, wait, the, no, we're not in 2019 yet. That's okay, 2019, broski. Back it up. So at this convention, they named the top 100. And really, this convention is what started Big Fish, Little Fish. Mm-hmm. They they took these people, and the the bottom tier was you had to sell $175,000 a year. That was the bottom of the, the tier. And then the top of the tier was well over a million dollars a year that you're selling. And these people all get your custom jacket, which they never gave us a custom jacket. They just gave us a bullshit jacket off the line. Um, They gave us a white gold key necklace, which it's cute. I still have it. But at the end of the key, it has the little freaking LuLaRoe symbol in it. Um, And then they gave you the public um, notoriety. They announced it and all that stuff. So when they didn't call my name at first, because because they breed all of this, um, I don't know, they just create this environment where you want to be on top. And when you're not, you're not. And it's it's a popularity contest, truly. Um, so when they didn't call me at first, I was really mad. And I was like, yo, WTF to my sponsor, like I sold more than the bottom range. Why am I not up there? And then my sponsor and her sponsor were mad because they were not up there um, because they were specifically asked to stop selling so much. They were asked to step back from their selling and focus on recruiting in different things. And so they weren't up there. Like all these people were mad because LuLaRoe had this huge uh, new category that they were putting people in, but they had like stacked the deck beforehand. I don't even know. Hindsight or after the fact, thank God I wasn't because what that did was create so much more toxicity on top of the toxicity that already 
was everywhere. They um they put a complete target on everyone who was on that stage because what they did was they pulled those people up. They had slideshows with the names on them and pictures were taken of those slideshows and those ended up in defective. And so this entire list of top 100 consultants ended up in defective and they were attacked by the masses. Now they didn't help themselves because what LuLaRoe does is issues challenges. So when somebody's coming at you negative, then we're going to just flood the market with positivity. And so they would, they would, oh God, the challenges were so cringy. They would issue these challenges and you didn't have a choice, but to, if you were a top 100 and you are a mentor or a coach, trainers kind of were like in the middle to where you're, you matter, but you don't. And then everyone below really doesn't matter. Um, but if you were in the top 100 and you were coach and you were mentor, like you were so high on the radar radar, you, you didn't have choice. You had to participate in everything, whether you agreed with it or not, you had to just suck it up and do it. And it didn't matter how uncomfortable you were with it. So these people would do these huge positivity, um, challenges and push them out there. Really, all that they did was incite the the defective group even more. And so, oh my God, I remember this one girl. She, she almost acts like a preacher's wife and she was super God-oriented and how can I pray for you? And like she was real, she just made sure that she was very... I don't know. Maybe she stayed biblical. Maybe she was, she's a Christian. So she like, didn't, she didn't swear. Like she didn't do all these crazy things. She turns around and she tells the defective group on one of her lies, lick my butthole. And I was like, what? Rated PG. I was like, I, on this chick is over here preaching and, all this like godly stuff. And then she turned around doing that. I'm like, Oh my word. But I cannot speak to what those people went through that were on that list. I do know that they were targeted people. There was one girl, the defective group flagged her group as spam so much that she lost a Facebook group of like 300,000, 300,000 people. And so it significantly impacted her business. And so this top 100 just created this giant target for people and it became a witch hunt and it was so, so ugly. And so while I got um, I got an, an email apologizing that I was left out. I got my necklace and I got my custom ne- um, jacket that really just ended up being a jacket. It wasn't customized at all. Um, <laughs> it was like Deanne hyped it. It was supposed to be this super cool custom jacket and everybody wanted it because they had just released these jean jackets, which Is were, the one they were. Short? I think I remember that. There was a short one and a long one. And I'll yeah. have to tell you that that people are catching up. Those were bomb jean jackets. I still have them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got the stuff, but I never got added to the list. And 
in the beginning that did bother me. But once I saw what happened because of that list, I was so grateful. I was not on that list. There were private groups created for the top 100. Like it became a cult within a cult. And it was really, it was gross. Um, they, um, they did. So they started to, this one was wild. So the top 100 is your top 2%. They are selling huge amounts. Like there's a couple, there were a couple top consultants that were selling million. There are three that I can think of on the top of my head that were selling millions of dollars of LuLaRoe a month. Selling, not bonus checks, selling. So that means they were buying. If so, if they sold $3 million that month, they probably spent 1.5 with LuLaRoe. So you would think from LuLaRoe, who is struggling financially at this point, has so many lawsuits because they can't afford to pay their bills. Like they, there's just like money problems across the board. You would think that LuLaRoe would take some consideration to make sure that this group that is a significant portion of your income is at least having their needs met. So they have a meeting, they called it the top 100 meeting and they go into this and have this meeting with Mark and they're saying, Hey, we're having all this defective stuff. We're having multiples of the same prints when we're not supposed to, everybody's getting the same thing. And, um, most of the stuff is sold out. We can't get any inventory. And Mark flat out tells them, this business is not designed for you. Mm. You were never intended to make a lot of money selling LuLaRoe. This was intended to bring in $1,000 to $1,500 a month for stay-at-home moms. Our job is not to cater to you. Our job is not to make sure you have enough to run your multi-million dollar company. Our job is to make sure that people can sell $1,000 to $1,500 a month. Mm. And I'm like, dude, what? Like, what? This is a significant portion of your customer base. And you're flat out telling them. He was loony. They both were. So loony. So loony. And then he tells them. And that's why, uh, didn't they do live streams and stuff? And and Bro. I think uh, the woman was getting pushed out by him or something. I remember you saying that they would do live trainings and then, but someone else would come in. They'd be on there like, hey guys, it's LuLaRoe. And then it cut to some regular person like, oh yeah, so this is what you want to do for sales. Oh, so they, they used to do. Um, it they was used them to the do, whole time. For they a while. used to do live trainings, yeah. and then they got smart because a lot of stuff was said during live trainings that yeah. they couldn't take back. Then they got smart and they recorded them and released a, re- a pre-recorded, and I'm you could okay see all that. the edits I'm where okay they cut that. out all the stuff where somebody messed up and said something that they were not yeah. supposed to say. Um, but uh, but he tells them. He tells them, I'm so tired of all of the crying and complaining and whining. I'm just going to take my my $400 million and I'm going to go to the Bahamas and be done with this. I've got my money. I don't care about you, which is totally conflicting of everything that they're telling the masses. And so only the people that are involved in these groups, which are relatively small groups compared to at one point there was 90,000 consultants. A hundred people is nothing. Mm-hmm. But those hundred people are the people that are continuing to show up 
and make people want to sell Lululemon. That those are the people people are signing up to be. They're yeah. not signing up to be the stay-at-home mom that's selling a thousand dollars a month, but sitting on sixty thousand dollars worth of dead inventory. Yeah. Nobody wants to be that. So, from a PR perspective, mm-hmm. and a, a smart business owner, those are the people that you want to retain. Let me make sure I'm meeting their needs because those are the people that are doing the free marketing for me. But no, he tells them, he tells them, there's the door. We don't need you leave. And he flat out told him that we do not need you leave. And so a lot of them did. And that was in 2018. Like there was a huge exodus and Mm. oh man, I wanted to go so badly, but there's things. Hey man. How do I, how do I fix it? Just move. But that, watch. This is. I'm sorry. I talk with my hands, bro. No expense was spared with this equipment. Also, I wish we got paid from this. <laughs> Stop. Like two bucks an episode. We need some sponsors. I will give you two dollars an episode. That's not that. We might. We as well don't share. We don't share money. So it is your. It will become your money. Yeah, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Whatever. We'll talk about it later. I'm getting real tired. You're messing up my train of thought. You're breaking my equipment, dude. I'm sorry. I love you. In 2021. Did I love you fix it for you or no? No. Nothing no, no. I know, right? The, you know the, the the reality of 2021? The place that I bought this doesn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah, the one down the street. Yeah, does <laughs> not exist. I went there one day like, ah, let me pick up some extra mic covers. They were like, this is a Christian gospel vinyl album. I was like, what? because <laughs> they didn't change the signs or anything yet now it's just empty so that all happened at convention which created a oh just a really horrible environment on top of a horrible like going into that was already so strange and just just you could tell people didn't want to be there they were forced they were stuck 